Okay. Uh, head coach Jeff Collins, coach, if you'd like to open up with a statement. <laughs> really good, Mike. Down there. <laughs> really good. Uh, really good practice today. Um, working on a five-day week. Uh, this week got a big situational uh, practice on Friday. Um, a lot of stuff getting closer to uh, being able to set an above-the-line depth chart. Um, so that's coming close. Uh, we've got uh, 110 guys at camp, um, and we've been stressing to them that you know we're only allowed to travel 72. Um, so just that impetus to make sure they're performing on special teams, uh, knowing all their roles offensively, defensively, um, and most importantly, special teams, because in, in this program that if you're not an elite player on special teams, it's going to be tough. Um, and we're having to make tough decisions uh, to get you on the bus and to get you on the trips and to get you playing time. The guys have really been good about it. Um, had a uh, really good situational practice on Saturday. Uh, left campus, uh, went up to Pope High School. Really appreciate all that they did for uh, letting us use their facility. A really good day. Part of our process, so we took them through because they have not gone um, on an away game or a home game with us and how we do things. So Friday afternoon, we took them through our entire uh, Friday process. Our best Fridays in football here out in the stadium, Focus Friday, our kick script, our walkthroughs, our situational substitution patterns. Uh, Friday night dinner went to Maggiano's, um, take the whole team, fed the entire team, 110 uh, players plus <laughs> our uh, coaches, and they were able to accommodate uh, us in 30 minutes in, out, um, well fed, uh, and then got to our Friday night special teams meeting. Uh, position meetings, walkthroughs, spent the night in the hotel. Um, Saturday morning, got up, went through our entire game day process, kinesthetic awareness, uh, special teams call-outs, OD walks, all the things that we do to be able to play in an elite level. Um, and then after the uh, situational practice, uh, took the guy, I think about 90 guys, went over to Whitewater and uh, had a really good time, uh, bonded, signed some autographs, uh, those kind of things. And uh, so it was really good. And I saw the, I think what it was Fox, Fox 5, um, put out some footage from the 1985 Whitewater trip of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket football team. <laughs> and just looking at that video, I just showed Jack Coco. It looked like Jack Coco was in that 1985. <laughs> so I know he looks, you know, but he, he's, he's awesome. Uh, done a great job for us, but you know, that was cool to see but really, really enjoying being around this football team. Uh, the way they just come out here and work and get closer and develop every single day. And, uh, you know, everything about them uh, is just is really, really, really positive right now and just excited uh, for these last two weeks before we, before we kick it off. So with that, questions? Chef, er earlier in the week, one of your assistant coaches said he was looking forward to the scrimmage to, you know, see how his group will perform in live drills. Sure. What was your sense of what you saw? Yes, yeah, so that was a big thing. We, we sprinkle in the live situations, uh, you know, throughout the throughout the week, but it was mostly live on Saturday. But, you know, it's a lot of guys open field. I thought we tackled well um, for the most part throughout the day. We leveraged the ball. We're a leverage-based defense. I thought they leveraged the ball. But it's really good to see, especially some of those young guys with the ball in their hands, in space, and live drills, um, you know, making people miss, breaking tackles, and uh, people running to the ball. So it was, it was really positive. How do you, how much closer do you feel like the team is now compared to the spring? Because you're getting to spend such a concentrated amount of time with them. Sure. And, and they're in the hotels and all that stuff. Yeah, do you feel it. a difference there? So, and 
have a conversation with Derek Moore sometime when you can. Um, Friday night in the hotel. So what we do, um, which is different than a lot of places that I've ever been, so our Friday night snack uh, in the hotel the night before the games, most places in college football, that snack lasts anywhere between two minutes and five minutes. The guys get done with their meetings, get done with their walkthroughs, grab their snack, and they're up to the room within anywhere between two to five minutes. Our snack Saturday night, or Friday night, excuse me, began at about 7.55. Trace Willing, Tobias Oliver at 9.50 had to be run up to the rooms because they were sitting down there downstairs, hanging out with Lou Corrala, hanging out with, I think Coach Knight was down there. Um, I'd say most of the team stayed a minimum of 45 minutes. Uh, all of our coaches' wives come, uh, coaches' families. My daughter was there. Um, so it was. it's a really cool environment, Friday nights before the game. Um, we want them to feel family. We want them to be around our wives and our daughters and sons and you know all those kind of things. So it's a really cool environment. And those kind of things, I think, build a really strong bond. We do a lot of hard things. You guys have seen how hard we work in the off season. You guys come out to practice and there's a, a ton of reps being done and guys are working really, really hard. Um, but then when it's time to unwind, and really be together and build those bonds. Our guys have been absolutely amazing uh, in that part of it. So just excited to see that continue to grow. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to the uh, Braves game. Uh, the entire organization is going to the Braves game. So that'll be a um, good event, another team building event, so. I was gonna wait to ask this question towards the end, but since we're here and we're talking about this bond and this relationship that these coaches and players have, I've been talking to a lot of them about retention and why specifically they stayed for their personal reasons and why they bought in. That a lot of them keep saying that it happened so quickly they didn't realize that they were going to build these relationships as quickly sure. as what it would quick be a good word to describe it. Um, it just it, it was just natural and genuine. You know, one of the biggest things I did when we assembled the staff is one of the prerequisites for anybody to be involved in this organization is that they genuinely care about other people, genuinely want to help other people reach their goals and their dreams and help them develop. And if that's the first and foremost priority on your mind every single day in building relationships, I think that just kind of transcends and helps you become a closer team. And then our coaches out there throughout the entire offseason are out there working out with the guys and um, they're completely invested um, in every part of their development and getting to know them and build relationships. Um, so it's not a planned thing that we tried to do. It's just everything that's in our DNA as a program and as a culture um, is to do that. And uh, so I'm glad that it's you know happened that way. Um, but we've got some great young men in this program that we're just we're lucky to coach every day. When it comes to that, in your first maybe couple months on the job, did it feel like in a way that you were having to recruit the guys already here to stay here? Not really. No. No, we just wanted to be genuine with them. Um, you know, when you, if y'all ever peek into the the staff room that we have, when you leave out of the staff room, every one of our coaches every single day, when they go out one door, it says either love your players or get out of coaching. There's a picture of Bobby Dodd. On the other door, it's uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's from day one, we wanted to show these players how much we care about them, their development, their their families. Uh, when we left practice today, Derek Moore, we assembled the whole team and he prayed. Um, there's a couple of guys that have some family, um, you know, some things in their families that we wanted to pray over. And, uh, and it's genuine, it's real. And uh, the guys, I think, 
see that and gravitate toward it. And, you know, it's, it's real, it's positive, it's organic. You mentioned special teams and, and working on them. Right. You notice that there's a lot of, a lot of frontline players out there and special teams can turn the game one way or the other. Is that something you've always done? Yes. So you will see, um, and we've shown graphics um, to our players when we have special teams meetings at night and even the team meetings, I will show the special teams guys that have played for us and where they're at now and the reason why they're on those teams um, and how important that is, especially for the next level. You know, everything that we do in this organization is to help them for, prepare for life after college. Well, for a lot of them, we hope that that next step after college is to play in the NFL. Well, if you're not able to play on special teams when you get into a camp, you're not going to last very long. So we put an inordinate emphasis on special teams, having our elite players be the forefront of special teams. And so if you just look across the board on the depth chart of the special teams, it's starter after starter, the guys that are the oldest, a lot of the single-digit guys um, are up there taking taking the reps and you know getting a lot of the a lot of the thing and you know the, a lot of guys that are not working not above the line on special teams are not going to be above the line offensively or defensively and we spend an inordinate amount of time um, explaining that to the entire organization and they bought into it and uh, it's real. I'm curious, Demetrius Knight is a guy that seems like he's playing well, sure. getting attention. I'm curious what you've seen out of him. Obviously, really quick. Yeah, yeah, excited about him. He just, um, one of the things that you'll notice, and I think, I don't know which account Morpheus posted from, but the thing that we do is we'll put the GT logo when the guys have earned it. Mm -hmm. And I think Demetrius might have been the first one mm -hmm. uh, to earn the GT logo on his helmet. And, you know, we're really proud of the guys that are in this organization, but a big thing to us is when we stamp you as one of us. And when you're one of us, you believe in what we believe in, you believe in the culture, relentless effort, accountability, grit, um, toughness, all of those things. And so whenever we, you know, stamp them, that's what it shows. Um, there were four new guys that did really good on Saturday, young guys uh, that got stamped. I'm sure they'll post that later today. But as you see the development of the young guys, those kind of things really show up, um, you know, that they've really, you know, bought in and really um, started to understand what our program is all about. And uh, so I'm really proud of Demetrius. And the three transfers, you still imagine waiting to hear something. Yep. How do you approach that as it gets closer to game time here and you're getting into scouts sure. for next week? So we're, we're a developmental program, so every single day, you cannot worry about outside circumstances. All you can do is here's the situation that I'm in right now, here's what I've got to do, and I just go and do it and I play at the highest level I can play. You've got to block out all the noise, play one play at a time, all of those things. and. Um, those men are, it's obviously at the forefront of their mind a lot, but when we're out there for those two hours, you can't do anything about it. All you can do anything about it is getting better every single rep, every single day, and really proud of those three um, that have really done that and really bought into it. They're not worried what group they're running with or which, where, whatever position they may be in. They're just going out there and working every single day. And uh, they've been a joy to coach. They've been great in the locker room. Because um, a lot of times with that, that can become a distraction. At no point have any of those three been anything but awesome. They've come in here. They've worked every single day. Um, they've taken coaching. They've bought into the culture. Um, they've, you know, ingrained themselves into who we are. And I'm so really proud of them for that. Is it something special about Georgia Tech? You're getting transfers in. There's another we can't talk about yet. But 
in terms of get, attracting guys to come back to Atlanta and stuff, sure. it's a little bit different than maybe some other places. Can you talk a little bit about what you're hearing from players? Yeah. That showing so here's the neat thing is the, um, I think Morpheus and our uh, digital crew ideation uh, has done a really good job of marketing and branding and um, showing a light into who we are as a program. And I think the more that that gets out there, I think it resonates with people and they can see there's something really good happening here. There's something really special happening um, in that locker room, the development, um, the guys are having fun, they're working hard, they're getting better, but there's still, there's love, there's care, there's people that really genuinely want to see them improve every single day um, and go out there and compete and all those things. So um, I think when that kind of, that kind of uh, limelight comes on the right things, I do think it, you know, people do see that and recognize that. So, pretty cool. A couple more for Coach. Starting of in that, the... Derek Allen um, said he's going to transfer here today. Do you, are you able to say what you kind of hope he brings to the program? I can't say anything. Starting in the spring, you, you moved some guys back and forth between offense and defense, yep. continued into, to camp. Yep. Will that continue moving forward or it will have decided? So here, here's the really neat thing is um, after we've done it um, in the spring, we've had to do it a little less than we did in the spring because guys have really de delineated their roles and defined their roles. Um, but Jahazel Lee consistently on a daily basis um, is having to play both ways. Um, there's some guys that are doing some things, crossover package, short yardage, goal line that are really positive for us, Chris Martin. Um, Jaquan Griffin, um, TK, some other guys that are playing specialty roles for us. Um, so it's really, really cool. Anything else for Coach? I want to ask you about two drills. One, sure. the kind of the genesis of the Thursday races, which you guys seem to enjoy, and then also yep. the, the turnover circuit that you got you allow right. us to watch. Kind of what, what what goes into both, and what, why do you like both? Yeah. So the the special teams, the huge emphasis on special teams, having energy, having juice. Uh, everybody in the entire organization paying attention uh, to that drill because we have to be good on kickoff coverage. Um, I'm not sure what the exact stat was last year for Georgia Tech kickoff coverage, but I don't, right, I think it needed to improve. So we've made a huge emphasis in that. Um, so and what it does is it puts a spotlight on guys running down as fast as they can. And we use the catapult system. And in real time data, we're calling out how fast the guys are running. And they take pride in it and they're training muscle memory. This is how fast I'm gonna run down on kickoff. Um, and we do that relative to every single drill. So every day in our team meetings, I put the 10 fastest guys in Atlanta. And it's real data. Uh, Jaitlin Askew has run 23.67 miles an hour this preseason. That's pretty fast. Amarion Brown is right up there. Tariq Carpenter is right up there. Um, so every day, if somebody breaks the top 10, we put that number up there. So the guys want to hit that number. Um, we search for long plays, and most of the times, it's either a big explosive play that shows long plays and long speed or on special teams. And so the NFL, what they do, they spend a lot of money and a lot of time trying to find out how fast people are. Well, we want to train our guys when it's a long play or special teams play, they have a chance to show their true speed and to get noticed. So we spend a lot of time on that. Um, and it's fun, but it's training the muscle memory and it's exciting. And in the turnover circuit, we place a huge emphasis on turnovers. We were one of the top turnover teams in the country last year at the previous stop. 
We were number one in the country in non-offensive touchdowns or special teams, uh, defensive touchdowns. We take a lot of pride in that as well. And uh, you'll see us, y'all see us sign the board. That goes back to 2002 Western Carolina University defense. And it's continued for the last 17 years. Did they just sign their name? They would, back then, there was no any of that stuff. They just put their name down. And uh, we've carried that for the last 17 years everywhere that I've been. And uh, it's a cool deal. And now they start putting their Twitter names or social media names. And they get more followers. And they get turnovers. And it's a win-win uh, it's for everybody. That's right. Thank you, Coach.